Someone's at the door. Few other phrases can cause so many mixed reactions. Are you curious? Excited? Annoyed? Relieved? Happy? Sad? Scared? Someone's at the door. No matter how you planned your life, you never know with absolute certainty who is on the other side when you hear a knock. Someone's at the door. Manners tell you that you should politely ask, who's there? Or just open it up and see who has come to call. But you didn't have any plans, and with technology as it is, people are no longer in the habit of showing up unannounced. Someone's at the door. Have you done something wrong? Is someone missing? Maybe a stranger has been stranded with car trouble and a dead phone? Someone's at the door. You make your way to the peephole to see what lies in wait for you on the other side. It is a man. You do not recognize them at all. Perhaps you should see what they want? Maybe then they'll go away. Someone's at the door. But it's too late now. They're gone. You open it, and then... Bang! I'm Holly. I'm Leslie. And we would be dead. Exciting. I know. Ooh. Hi, fiends. As you can see, if you are watching us right now, we are back in the same room. Yay. Yay. I know that may not make an enormous difference to you guys, but it's pretty cool for us. Yeah. So we got to say our line at the same time. In unison. So you excited. Know you can't do that when you're not actually together. The drag is too much. It's way too much. It's such a drag. Oh, man. <laughs> We also tried it like 500 times. We did. <laughs> so we tried really hard for you. It just didn't didn't work out in the past. Um, I'm glad we have figured out the technological solution to recording remotely and apart. And it certainly will come in handy as we move forward. But there really is no substitute for the fun we have when we're actually together in person. For sure. So I'm sure you guys can sense that too. <laughs> <laughs> we pushed through lockdown hard and turned out twice the amount of material we had been making previously. So I hope you guys enjoyed it and that maybe it gave you a little relief from the monotony. Also, I'm exhausted. I know. <laughs> <sighs> so am I. <laughs> also, you will notice that tonight we are live. Whoop, whoop, woo. Tech issues prevent us from editing this week's podcast before Wednesday, so rather than alter our schedule, we decided to just do this one live and then release the audio tomorrow. So, hope we don't mess up. Yay! <laughs> Fingers crossed. Knock on the wood. <laughs> yup. Today we are talking about Kanika Powell, and this story has stuck with me since the first time I heard it. I'm going to warn you all now that it is an unsolved case. So you are going to be frustrated. Oh, thanks. Great. <laughs> cool. You're welcome. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 
But that's the point, actually. We should all be frustrated. Kanika Powell was killed on August 27th, 2008, when an unknown assailant waited for her to come from an, home from an errand and then showered her with bullets right outside of her own door. This alone is frightening enough, but everything that leads up to this event makes it even more frightening and strange. Simply put, Kanika Powell did everything right, and she still wound up dead. Her killer has never been found. But why aren't we talking about this more? This case doesn't even have a Wikipedia article. Everything has a Wikipedia article. I don't understand how literally, like, I could drop soup and that would ha- that event would have a Wikipedia page. But there's nothing on this. It, it took um, me finding her actual obituary to even be able to accurately report her family members. And I could only surmise her birth date by dividing, by like diving into subreddits. You guys are going to hear much how much I mess up now. <laughs> and blogs where I found a letter from a woman who knows Kanika's mother. And then I could cross-reference that information with other dates. And I think I got it right. And then eventually I found a picture of her tombstone, which confirmed that I was indeed correct. Now, if you do not routinely research criminal activity, let me tell you something. That is a lot of work to put in for something that is usually an incredibly simple fact to report. Birthdays are usually first. Wild. Right? It's weird. Even like going back to people like Leonardo Cinciulli and Carl Tanzler, their birthdays were very easy to find. And this was like in the abyss. To understand the situation in full, as per usual, we will go back to the beginning. Kanika Powell was born on January 31st, 1980. She lived in Prince George, Prince George's, George, G-E-O-R-G-E-S, the two Georges, Prince George's, both of them, both those Prince George's, County, Maryland, According to her obituary, she was originally from the town of Mitchellville, Maryland, which is in Prince George's County. Um, Kanika graduated from Largo High School in 1998, and two years later in 2000, she enlisted in the Army. Kanika spent her tour of duty in Korea, and when she finished, she returned home to Prince George's, Maryland. Once back home, Kanika decided to work as a security contractor. She lived only 40 minutes outside of Washington, D.C., and a secure military position would set her up for a pretty comfortable life. What is a security contractor? That was my next question. Well, first question, I guess. (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad you asked, because I didn't know either, and not a single article about Kanika bothers to explain this ever. A security contractor? Yes. Not a job you would just know off the top of your head. It's not like she was a baker. Like, it's it's kind of weird. Um, and it is important to know the nature of Kanika's job since so many theories about her death come back to what she did for a living. Would she be the one in charge of security? Like, putting it together? That's a good guess, but no. Okay. But it is a way better guess than I had. Uh, A security contractor is an individual hired to protect other individuals, convoys, bases, buildings, and infrastructure, as well as to train local authorities. 
They are also known as private military contractors and often work for private companies contracted by the United States government. A private military company is a private company providing armed combat or security services for financial gain. So in terms I can easily put into use, security contractors are hired to professionally protect some risky people in situations. So if you need military-level security... So like you're doing some shit if you mm-hmm. need military security, you're probably not working like a regular nine to five job. Right. <laughs> security contractors make anywhere from nine to twenty two thousand dollars a month. Month. That's amazing. <laughs> well, they probably deserve it. Yeah, they sure do. But like, what what am I doing wrong? Huh. Even if you're in the lowest income bracket, this position affords you still easily clear six figures. So, jelly, right? This isn't a mall cop situation. These are people that are very high and elite security. In 2004, Kanika accepted a job as a security contractor for Johns Hopkins University Applied Physics Laboratory, also known as APL, in Laurel, Maryland. What do they do? That was my second question. I knew you would want to know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will let them tell you. This is like their mission statement on their very nebulous, little scary website. (laughs) They say, quote, We solve complex research, engineering, and analytical problems that present critical challenges to our nation. APL, the nation's largest university-affiliated research center, provides U.S. government agencies with deep expertise in specialized fields to support national priorities and technology development programs. We also serve as an independent, trusted technical agent to the government, providing continuity for high, complex, multi-generational technology development Systems. I'm going to need you to read that again. (laughs) That's like my, I'm going to do a commercial for the government reel. Yeah. (laughs) I think you got it. Did you guys trust me? (laughs) I hope so. Um, I'm going to get back around to a synopsis of that because it's a lot of like fancy words for like not a lot of information. (laughs) Cool. Which to me feels like, oh, yeah, that's that's what the government does. Yeah. (laughs) The laboratory has 12, quote, mission areas, and they are one, air missile defense, two, civil space. Why the fuck is civil space? Like outer space. Oh, not like. Well, they got to put it in just in case. Let's all be civil in this space. Yeah. It's not that. <laughs> it's like our civil, I don't even know. I watched all of Space Force and I cannot tell you. Also, that concludes my research on civil space <laughs> because we have places to be and it's just really bizarre phraseology. Like I couldn't figure out why space within the United States, I guess like just the sky up there. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I guess it makes sense to me because... I don't know. I don't know either, right? It's weird. If you guys know what civil space is, please feel feel free to let us know. Um, next, cyber operations, homeland protection, national health, national security analysis, national security space. Again, not like a space, outer space. There's a lot of vague space stuff in here, which probably means aliens, and I hate it. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> Sea control. Master the sea! Which is what I thought, like, I control it. No, Aquaman controls it. Okay, well, maybe he is part of APL. 
he probably is. Yeah, we don't know that he's not. Well, no, he'd be he'd be on his own. They would be they he they would think he's working okay. for them, mm-hmm. but he'd be working on his own. Okay, he's so, like a Batman. You all know? right. So like Aquaman is like a contact for mastering the sea. Yeah, because they can't. We can't speak to sea creatures. We but can't. He can. I mean, I can't. Yeah. Maybe these people can. We don't know what they're doing. Maybe, maybe I mean, maybe they're from his family. I don't know. I don't know his life. I just know. <laughs> I don't know what you do. <laughs> Continuing. Special operations and strategic deterrence, which is just another picture of a rocket. So probably more aliens. Yes. Woof. That is a lot of classified terrifying stuff so basically if anyone is cooking up some stranger things type stuff these are the people who are doing it okay they have the gates of the upside down in there they are the fringe unit yeah they're all that stuff they're aquaman they're everything i can't am i too old to go back to school no because i'm (laughs) at school right now so you can go to school anytime. yeah but for this i feel like you need to be plucked out of like high school they need to be like watching you from then no because their website is like recruiting people it's like come join us doing this stuff all right i'll look at it later you gotta get into hopkins (laughs) and go study and tell me what civil space is please sure i can look that up now if it's like be very civil in space then i'm pretty excited I read the art, the little like section, the, like you can click on any of these things and they tell you about like that. What are they? Concentrations that um, mission area. It It is just as vague as their general statement. Oh, Everything's boy. like be in space, you spacey spacer. Cool. OK. <laughs> um, anywho, that's who she's working for. So in 2006, Kanika had accepted a permanent security position with APL, which granted her top security clearance. So again, I reiterate, this was a very serious job. Kanika's mother said that Kanika frequently traveled around the United States for work, but was always forbidden to tell anyone why she went where she went, what she was working on, who she was working with, and sometimes she couldn't even divulge the state she was in. Frequently, she was able to tell her mother just like, I'm going to California, but I can't tell you exactly where or why. Makes sense. Yeah. So she had like one of those very hush-hush jobs. And she was very like close to the vest with all her information. She she kept to that. Um, Kanika lived alone in Laurel, Maryland, so close to where she worked, in a garden-style apartment, which is, just means there's like a courtyard you can see out onto. It's a lot of outside-y stuff. Kanika was gainfully employed, had lots of friends, and was a like a general huge success, if you ask me. Right? Like, she was kind of killing it. Yeah. Then one day, something strange happened. On Saturday, August 23rd, 2008, Kanika heard a knock at her door. And as we addressed in the opening, unannounced visitors are not a thing we frequently have in this day and age. Like if someone just knocked at your door randomly wouldn't you be like kind of taken aback by that situation i would i normally like hide i try to see if i can tell who the person is by and their then knock. I, yeah then i like <laughs> crawl i'm like nope don't know you we're just gonna <laughs> yeah i mean this is 2008 um but even even still at that point everyone had a cell phone one that was capable of text messaging and taking photos and in some cases connecting to the internet it's not like this was the 50s where your neighbor might just pop by with a slice of pie she just made. I wish they would. I know, but we wouldn't answer the door. 
I guess we would learn to just leave it there. I'll I'll come the second you leave my porch. I will pick that pie up. Leave the pie. (laughs) (laughs) So if you guys are ever stopping by with pie, leave the pie. Leave the pie and walk away. (laughs) Walk away slowly. We'll text you after. See ya. (laughs) Oh, no. Call me from the car. (laughs) Or call me like on your way here so I know it's you. Just leave the pie. I don't need to see you. Just leave me the pie. (laughs) All right. Well, we have weird priorities, but that's fine. (laughs) Kanika went to the door and looked through the peephole. A man was standing there on her doorstep, and it was a man she had never seen before. She asked who he was through the door, which we would all do. You look and somebody's there. You don't know. You're like, who is it? And he claimed he was an FBI agent, and he was looking for Kanika Powell. He needed to speak with her regarding an investigation. The man produced a shield, but Kanika immediately knew that it was fake. Having seen FBI badges before, because within her work, she would have seen what an FBI badge looked like. Mm-hmm. Unlike the rest of us dummies who'd be like, oh, you're with the law, just opened up the door. At least I would. See, these are things they need to teach in school. Agreed. That is true. Because mm-hmm. I wouldn't know what that looked like. If he yeah. just held up something that looked official, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's that checks out. Right. Um, But he also wouldn't give his name or show an identification badge. It was just like the shield. So Kanika refused to talk to this man or open the door, and then he left. Because she's very smart. She does it, as I said before, I'll say it a thousand times, she did everything right. Kanika called the police. She called the damn cops. Immediately to report the incident, officers were at her apartment within four minutes. So the cops did pretty good, too. They searched the area, but found no man meeting her description. Also, the description of this man is not provided anywhere ever. Nobody knows what he looks like. They have kept that completely concealed. Which, like, a lot of times they'll go to the press with a description. That didn't happen here. Hmm. Yeah. I couldn't tell you why. Well, we'll explore that later. Kanika also, being the responsible woman that she was, notified her apartment complex managers, like the management people of the apartment, to be on the alert for someone she assumed was a scammer. So she just told them, like, oh, this guy's trying to scam people. Please be advised if you see him or if he comes to people's door, like, I was approached as well. Mm -hmm. Also, a super responsible thing I don't even know if I would have thought to do. I would have thought to call the police, but not like, let's tell the apartment complex. She's on it. Right. Then, on Monday, the 25th of August, she fired off the following email to all of the important women in her life. And this is all a quote. Date, Monday, 25th of August, 2008, 8.04 and 54 seconds. From KTP131, subject colon, weekend. I just wanted to share with you the scariest thing that happened to me this weekend. Saturday evening, around 7 p.m., a man was knocking at my door. As all of you may know, I live alone. I asked who it was, and he didn't answer. So once I got close to the door and looked out of the peephole, I saw a male figure that was not familiar to me at all. I asked who he was, and all he stated was that he was from the FBI and that he was looking for Kanika Powell. It freaked me out completely because this man knew my name. He held a shield up but no picture ID and never gave me his name. He told me he was looking for me in regards to an investigation. 
I told him that I had no idea as to what he was talking about, and he would need to show me documentation as well as a warrant of some sort. So he left, and I looked out of my bedroom window and saw him walking. I also heard a voice tell him to walk in the opposite direction. The whole situation was scary and seemed so false. So because of this incident, not only did I get no sleep for the rest of the weekend, but I am now trying to get an alarm system installed in my apartment. I had one in my old apartment, but I just hadn't had it transferred over to my new one. As far as everything that happened with the guy, I did call the FBI and they told me that it was more than likely bogus because they never come to your door by themselves and they always leave a card of some sort so that you can contact them. I called the local police as well to give them a description just in case someone is out there trying to rape or harm single women. Pass this on, ladies. This is not a fake. Forward, this happened to me, Kanika. Who knows who these guys are and what they are doing and in what areas other than mine? End quote. Kanika went on to state in further replies to the email that the whole thing seemed extremely shady to her. Well, no kidding. A real FBI agent would have never behaved that way and would have presented ample identification as soon as they introduced themselves. Because of the chainmail vibe this letter gave off, Kanika made sure to reiterate that this was a personal experience. It's, oh man, it's the disembodied voice telling the man to walk in the opposite direction that gets me every time. That is scary. Yeah. He's walking away from her like she's looking through the peak hole and someone's like, walk the other way. Ew. I know. I, like, that's the worst part of it to me because, I mean, of course there's like another incident. But that one is what gets me with this. And clearly this man's not working alone in whatever scam he's trying to pull. She was nervous, but never indicated that she believed this incident to be connected to her job. Kanika did have her new security system installed the next day. Also, security is what she did for a living. Right. So she wouldn't exactly be like lax about the system she chose. And if anyone was informed in this matter, it's probably her. Yeah. I can't imagine I would protect myself even remotely better than she possibly could have. No. <laughs> no, that's really creepy. <laughs> and she was super thorough. She told every woman in her life, too. Like, come on. Like, she did everything. Oh, doesn't it? It it irks me, though, that it sounded, like you said, just like a chain letter. Yeah. Like, we see those all the time mm -hmm. now on Facebook, too, yep. and stuff. And you're just like, oh, don't share it. Jeez. <laughs> right. I know. Like, maybe we just should. <laughs> So from now on, Cheryl, I always snope it. Like Cheryl, oh, so do I. I love yeah. Snopes. Oh my gosh! But from from now on, maybe we just we just share them all, just in case. We can just hashtag Kanika Pal, <laughs> right? Oh my god, seriously. But she um, that's why she made a point to be like, "This is me, Kanika," and like all the dates and times are at the top. So she's okay. like, "I want people to know this is me speaking, and I did not forward anything." Ooh. I know I hate that so much. Um, so Kanika after that went about her business, living her life maybe a little more guarded than usual, you think. Once you get like a little paranoia into your mind, though, it begins to eat away at you. You feel eyes on you everywhere you go. Every sound you hear alone in the dark could be danger. It's not a great headspace to be in. And I know if that happened to me, I would be a mess. <laughs> I'm like a mess now, and it didn't happen. No, me. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> but Kanika was trained to protect people in instances like this. She was annoyed at the inconvenience of feeling the way she did, annoyed that someone was taking up that space in her brain, and mostly annoyed because she really thought it was just some kind of scam. Eventually, she thought the memory would fade, and she hoped things would go back to normal. But they didn't. Five days after the first incident, on Wednesday, August 27th, there was another knock at Kanika's door. Kanika approached the door again, peering through the peephole, and this time she saw a different, completely unfamiliar man. Again, she asked who it was, and he said he had a package for Kanika Powell. Kanika was not expecting anything to be delivered that day, and it was not a gift-giving occasion, and the man didn't have anything in his hands. Kanika did not open the door, and the man didn't leave anything behind. He simply said he was going to his van to get the package, and then never came back. Well, that's weird. You didn't have a package. Any mail delivery service will either just leave the package on the front step, which we all know because we all have gotten about 500,000 Amazon packages in the past three months, or if it's like an insured package, like something really expensive or something really important, um... They they will leave a note telling the occupant which post office they can pick up their package at. And as a courier, it will say, like, a courier was una- unable. <laughs> Sorry, we missed you. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. <laughs> they couldn't deliver mm-hmm. the package. We'll be back. Or you can come to said mm-hmm. post office and pick it up. But there was none of that. None of that ever happened. Uh, Kanika felt this was probably the same scenario as the last time and really really thought the two events must be connected. And I don't blame her. Yeah, That's, I would too. It's five days apart and it's both like shady guys trying to get in. Also, a weird thing is that they never say we're here to see you. They always say we need to see Kanika Powell. So they don't necessarily know that they're talking to her on the other side of the door. Right, like maybe she has a roommate. They don't really they know. They don't know. Yeah. They, they make sure they say her full name every time. Well, maybe they think that that's more official for her. I don't know. Maybe. Or maybe they just or maybe they don't know her. they have the right person. <sighs> yep. So, huh. She tried to shrug it off and went to bed. I could never. She went to bed? Be like, Mom, I'm coming home. <laughs> yeah, right? Can you imagine going to bed after that? Neither one of us would ever sleep again. <sighs> I'd call one of the neighbor boys. <laughs> neighbor boys. <laughs> Rescue me, neighbor boys. Yeah. We would just be awake zombies until we collapsed. In that too. I'd crawl through the the medicine cabinet to the other person's room. The other person's apartment. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, Candyman. That's how Candyman started. I love a callback. <laughs> Very nice work. So she goes to bed after this. It's in the evening. The next morning at morning at 7.30 a.m., there was another knock on her door. Once again, it was a man saying he had a package for Kanika Powell. Kanika again refused to answer the door, and no package was left behind. No identification could be provided, and the man walked away. No note either. Kanika was once again, she once again called the police. They came to her house again. They took another statement, looked around, said there was really nothing further they could do, and left. So now we have three incidences, because I'm sure she told them about both of the package guys, documented by police reports. No further investigation was done at the time. And and that's it. They looked around and left. Kanika was frustrated and called her mother 
that morning, wondering why these unidentified people were messing with her. She implied to her mom, like, there's someone messing with me. This, mm-hmm. There's no way this is, like, just different mistakes happening. And she said, quote, someone knocked on my door again saying they had a package for me. It's 7.30 in the morning. Who delivers packages this early? No, they don't start till 8 or 9. Right. And she has a point. No <laughs> one delivers packages that early. Nope. So, like, come on, people. At least try. Kanika then told her mother that she was going out to run her errands then, as she didn't think it would be safe for her to do them by herself later, and that she said, quote, she didn't want to be running around in the dark. So again, all the right choices. Not going out alone at night. It's broad daylight, morning. So keep in your mind at this point what I just said. Everything she did was she was on the defensive about everything. She took every right step, way more right steps than I would have taken, for sure. I probably would have immediately answered the door every time. I love getting a package. Maybe it's a present. <laughs> no package left behind at Holly's house. <laughs> Drop off that pie. <laughs> and come in for tea. <laughs> oh, God. I probably would be like, you look tired. Do you need a drink? What's going come on? on in. <laughs> but no, Kanika called the damn cops. She alerted her family. She alerted the apartment management. She installed a security system. She never gave any of these people information or even opened the door. She even started a chain mail. She did. Kanika returned home that day at 11.50 a.m. She was met at the ground floor landing of her apartment by an unknown assailant who opened fire in the hallway, hitting her with a hail of bullets. Kanika was shot several times and the assailant ran away. She died the next day, Friday, August 29th, in the hospital from injuries she sustained. Her killer has never been found. Shit. Yep. And from all reports, it was just like, a, it was just showers of bullets. It wasn't like one shot. It was just a ton of shots. Whew. So now, there are lots of theories about who killed Kanika Powell, but none of them has held any weight so far. But as it is our job to provide all the facts, we will explore some of them. First, there are, of course, a lot of people who believe that the U.S. government had Kanika killed. And this is the easiest explanation, really. Many people speculate that she overheard a conversation that maybe she shouldn't have or saw some classified documents that they felt were above her pay grade. And she simply knew too much and had to go. And it's possible that it happened like that. She worked in a place with a civil space unit. I can't even imagine the number of aliens that she had to ignore on a regular basis. (laughs) It sounds terrible. (laughs) Never go to... It's not civil space. It's aggressive space. (laughs) So aggressive. (laughs) Can't. But here's why I don't think this is what happened. I also have a feeling. Why? I have a thought why. Ooh, do you want to say it now? Or do you want me to finish first? You finish yours because I drank a little wine and now I need to remember what it was. Do you need Will to refill your (laughs) wine too? Are you running out? Yes. Okay. Wine boy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, here's why I don't think this is the case. The United States military is not catastrophically stupid. They wouldn't send a fake FBI agent to the home of a person who knew damn well what a real FBI agent would look like. I mean... She was, she was able to just call the FBI, for Christ's sake. I wouldn't know how to do that if you paid me. There's no 911 for the FBI. She had to have a contact. Also, there is no way that a government assassin 
would just like pull the old delivery guy bait and switch. It's not a box. It's a gun. No, they're way more trained and stealthy than that. If they wanted Kanika killed, they would have done so in a way that was far less obvious. And third, the crime itself. Kanika was shot in a hail of bullets and died over 24 hours later. Do we really think that the government wouldn't send a better and more careful marksman? A hail of bullets is not only amateur, but also overkill. And that ain't the military, at least in my humble opinion. Mm-mm. No, they would have sent like a death stroke yeah. in. It would have been one shot. Like a sniper. Like a quiet yeah. shot. With a silencer or some shit. Like It would have yeah. been way mm-hmm. more efficient than that. Um, I feel like it's not because she would have totally, if she was paranoid that she saw something, like she would have yeah. known if she saw too much. You're right. She would have told her mom. She would been. She would at least would have said, "There's. I'm nervous because there's a reason." Yeah, I and think even I if heard she, something. Yeah, she wouldn't maybe have told her too much, but her mom would have gotten the feeling like there's something going on. She's worried about her job, right? Mm-hmm. And she and it says in everything I read that she never indicated she thought this was work related. Never, right? And she's very smart, so you're right. She would have picked up on that. A maybe of, it was, maybe she was being served and the guy was just getting real frustrated that he couldn't finish serving her. <laughs> I hope that's into the not, door. That was, yeah. Oh, God. My one joke about it. There we go. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. We need levity in these situations. Um, a lot of people like stick by this because they say that, and they stick by another one for this reason too, because they, the guy always asks her name. He's always like, I need to see Kanika Powell. They're not like, can you come with me? They use like official, but so they're like, they could have been someone sent by the government, like an assassin, mm-hmm. and they didn't, they didn't know her. So they had to have confirmation that it was the person they were looking for. True. Or it could have been somebody outside of the government, like, because you said there were two, right? Mm-hmm. So like the men in black. Maybe it was the men in black. Aliens. So many aliens. All the aliens. Oh, man. All that civil space. <laughs> Aggressive space. <laughs> Take away the civil very, very aggressive space. Oh, God. But that's one theory. Next, there are those who believe that Kanika was killed by a local serial killer, Jason Thomas Scott. Scott was known for killing mother and daughter pairs, though, with a gun, yes, and in Prince George's County, Maryland. He was active in the summer of 2008. Scott was a UPS delivery man, and he would use the UPS database to stalk and murder women. So being a delivery man would really fit his MO, and so would faking things and knowing her location. He may not have seen her, but he would know her name. Normally, though, Scott was incredibly meticulous and worked alone. He moved bodies and cleaned up crime scenes with either bleach or an act of arson, or both. Scott was caught in 2009 and is currently incarcerated for life. While some of these things really fit Scott's M.O., it doesn't describe the voice during that first encounter, which is my least favorite part of the story, unless it was miraculously unrelated. It was just noise she heard from outside, and we don't know. Maybe it wasn't. Also, Kanika's assailant killed her in broad daylight in a well-populated area and fled without cleaning anything up at all. Now, I suppose one could argue that Scott heard a neighbor coming and just split before he could do anything else. And perhaps this particular killing was an incident that went awry. Honestly, I do think this is the most plausible theory. 
Scott was obsessed with forensics. Police discovered that he relentlessly researched how to best get away with criminal activity online and watched nothing but procedural crime dramas on TV. And and by this logic, I am also a serial killer. (laughs) But I digress. (laughs) Listen, I didn't serial kill anyone. So what did what was the second voice saying again? Walk in the other direction, like go the other way. So maybe, maybe it wasn't a second person. Maybe it was just that he was walking the wrong way. He like was maybe talking to himself. Knew. You think either he was talking to himself or somebody else was out there and was like he was trying to leave, and they were like, "Go the opposite way." Maybe mm-hmm. like or the bathroom's that way. <laughs> that's possible. Or I mean, someone was having another conversation, and they yeah. were walking mm-hmm. with someone. They're like, "Oh, go the other way," and she just heard it out of fra- her frame of view from the people. People is a like pretty narrow right. view. Which is possible. And really, I, like I said, I, th- I think this guy is the most plausible option because it meets a lot of the contact points. Um, I think men in black still stand. Okay. <laughs> the last option is somewhat more like loose and nebulous. Three months after Kanika's murder, a man named Sean Green, who was a 31-year-old man working as an IT professional for a national security contractor was sitting in his car at a red light when he was shot nine times and killed the assailant was never caught the crime was described very similarly to kanika's murder the attack was pinpointed it was a spray of bullets and the killer disappeared into the general public sean green was killed 25 miles from where kanika powell was shot A lot of people theorize that these two murders were carried out by the same person for the same reason, though exactly what that reason is remains unclear. Some think it was a like a murder for hire situation in both cases. But again, it lacks precision, though. Perhaps that was part of the cover up. And we just don't know. Maybe they made it look dumb so that they wouldn't think it was someone who knew better. Hmm. Okay, I guess that's I mean, if you're really thinking of all the angles. You might want to be like, we're going to just make it look like a stupid other murderer, not a government sniper. I just feel like gov- the government can make people disappear. And if that's what they wanted to do to you, they wouldn't shoot you in a spray of bullets in public. That's what they would want you to think. Well, right. That's And then that's what some people mm-hmm. say, for sure. So really, there's just like a, a dearth of information on this case. Kanika Powell and Sean Green were both successful people of color, gunned down while minding their own business for no discernible reason. And yet, I had never heard of these cases until two months ago. It took me hours just to find Kanika Powell's birthday. And yet, I can tell you right off the top of my head the last thing JonBenet Ramsey ate before she died. Which was? Pineapple and milk. Gross, right? Mm-hmm. It's a weird southern thing. People eat them together there. I think the acid in the milk would be disgusting. Well, it would help. It would calm the stomach. Yeah, but it like curdles it together in this. It's like milk and orange juice. You wouldn't mix those two. Well, she, did she eat them separate? Yep. No, they were in a bowl together. I don't think it would curdle it right away. That takes that takes like 10 minutes. Well, they found part of they found the bowl of pineapple in floating in milk and it was in her stomach too. We're not we'll talk about Jean Bonnet another time because I okay. 
I don't. I honestly don't know anything other than like little tabloid things. <sighs> I never really looked into her case. I have huge opinions. All I know is that the brother did it. That's all I know. We can't say and that I don't on know air. Why. Oh, I'm sorry. He's got an active lawsuit. So <laughs> that was. I'm so sorry. The brother of. That's her what friend. I don't know. Another guy. <laughs> different guy. Like I said, I don't know all anything together, about the case. But the guy who killed her is a guy that rhymes with snark. <laughs> and you're not totally right now, wrong. This is when our podcast goes off air. <laughs> <laughs> Cut the mics. We have to say like allegedly, or we go. But you're fine. Don't worry about it. Sorry. You were just making a speculation. But anyway, I have no idea. We were just able to spit out all those facts about John Benet Ramsey, and yet we had never heard of either one of these cases. And they are just as weird and interesting. I mean, I know she was like a pageant queen, but still, this is like a weird, like possible military cover-up case, and it was in the news briefly. So it's not like it wasn't reported at all. Um, but why is this? So I'm not going to say that the murders of Kanika Powell and Sean Green were a race issue because the fact of the matter is that there are no signs pointing to that being true. But what I will say is that we should have known that they happened. They were someone's family and friends, somebody's baby. They did everything right. So let's talk about their cases and cases like them for a little louder. Leslie and I have made the commitment to cover far more victims of color moving forward and not because suddenly everyone is looking because we should be doing it anyway. I hope we can open up a discussion about these cases and I hope that justice eventually comes for Kanika and Sean and their families. And I hope that we, even as like a tiny little podcast community, can keep moving forward and chipping away at biases and holding victims up in the light. And I thank you guys for giving us the opportunity to do that. Thank you. We appreciate you all. Uh, so that I'll step down off my soapbox real quick. Yes, I just get I just got really heated Man. telling this story. Uh, it's like sad and weird to me that it's. Uh, I heard it on another podcast two months ago, and I was completely shocked that I had no knowledge of it whatsoever. Yeah, I don't remember. It's it's pretty local to us. Maryland is close mm-hmm. enough that it would make all the news. It was two thousand and eight. I was a full grown. Like almost married adult at that point. Where was the town again that you? Was there a town that you mentioned near Connecticut or in? No, I, I asked if it was near Connecticut. Oh no! See if you could have any relation oh. to it. No, there's like a whole state between us. Right? Damn. <laughs> Am I doing geography correctly? Yes, you are. I was there's just, like several. States. I was just being silly. <laughs> anyway, so um, <laughs> we're gonna toast, and I feel like it's obvious that. We're going to toast Kanika Powell. Yeah. Because, god damn, if she didn't do make not one mistake. I know. It, that's what, I think that's what drives me the most crazy. Is that Well, that's the scariest part because we always talk about how to keep ourselves safe. Right. And that's how you keep yourself safe. And it didn't. I mean, I probably, I wouldn't have stayed. I would have, I would have gone to my mother's. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I don't know what her job was at the time. I don't know if she had she, to go in. I mean, and, she worked at this in the same town that she lived in. Mm-hmm. And she worked as security hired by the U.S. government. You know, there would have had to have been a friend or somebody that would have I, known that there was more to it. Unless they're, unless they're being kept quiet. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just saying, like, if that were my job, I would probably feel a shade more confident in protecting myself than I do as, like, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree I don't know that. anything about that. <laughs> I would have let in the guy with the package. Right. Maybe it's pie. It's never pie. <laughs> it's never pie. Oh, God. Ugh. <sighs> so let's toast to Kanika Powell. Oh, we can actually oh, clink. Oh, oh. oh. 
My arms are like dinosaur oh. arms. No. Well, T-Rex. Clink. Whoa, did you guys hear that? They probably did. A real <laughs> clink for the first time in months. You know, we recorded no, we more. never drank, though. Oh, sorry. Bad luck. We recorded more episodes remotely, I think, than we did in person. Yeah. Because the last time we were in the same room was Bridget Cleary. Oh. Oh, it was the camp it was the first campfire story. I'm sorry, the very the f- first one. Oh, right, right, right. And, and that was pandemic time. We had to be yeah. careful. Yeah, we had like just like school had just gotten canceled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there wasn't the curfew yet, so I no. could come over. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um I hope that we can talk about this one in like the Facebook group and stuff. I hope that people have opinions and questions and look it up and that we yeah. open the dialogue. Let's do some research. Yeah, guys, like come come to us with your info. We will have um more we have our pride case next week i don't want to give it all away now because we'll put out like some stuff on it soon but okay uh we have a case for our, our lgtbq plus community whom we love very dearly um so yeah i think that's that's is all. that it is that all the stuff oh wait um we oh, also wait. have to cheers oh, our new right. patron we have a toast to our new patron cheers to paps and janice cool. for supporting us he is he is quite a guy. We love you dearly. Love him much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope that we can turn out some fun content for you and, and offer our patrons some really fun stuff soon. We actually have that all in the works. And they will have access to this week's Campfire Stories audio and the rest of you won't. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> oh, you're a scary bad guy. I try. I like it. So uh, come support us over on Patreon and you will get access to that and all the other goodies we have in your future. And if we were innocently going about our own business and an unknown assailant decided to target us, we would be dead. Thank you for listening to the We Would Be Dead podcast. Hit subscribe now to never miss an episode. Rate and review our show on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Would Be Dead Pod. And join our Facebook group to discuss the podcast and more. The second you leave my porch, I will pick that pie up. Leave the pie. <laughs>